Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Father, nothing catches you by surprise. And because I am connected to you and you've given me words to say, I will not be fearful and I will not be anxious. I will not let life be stolen from me today because of this. No. So, Father, even in the midst of hiccups and derailments, you still get glory in our lives. So, Father, I say be glorified. In Jesus' name, I pray and give you thanks. Amen. Can everybody with me say amen? Amen again. And amen a third time. Amen. Praise God. If you're not already seated, please be seated. Here we go. Buckle in. Because this is going to be a ride. Amen. Praise God. So, I want to first recognize, I don't believe this, all of the mothers today, I want mothers to please stand and let's give all of our moms, grandmoms, a hand. Yes. Yes. So, come on, better than that, better than that. That's right, some woo-woo is good. Woo-woo is always good. <laughs> we honor you today. We honor every mother, every grandmother in this house on today. Your sacrifice, what you've done. We may not have done everything perfectly, but God still gets all glory. Children, I say to you, your parents aren't perfect. We are not perfect. We make mistakes. We may have said some things that should not have been said. We may have even done some things that, you, that we shouldn't have done. But I thank God for grace. And you've grown up pretty well. I think I can say that for all the children in this sanctuary. Amen. So we honor our mothers on today. I thank Brother Jerome for this rose. Thank you so much. And the card. Yeah, give him a hand. I asked him, was there any money in the card? And of course, there is no money in my card. But it may be some in your card. He actually told me that I owe him money, so yes. And I am, I dare to believe that my rose is the only rose with thorns. Everyone else, rose probably does not have thorns, but that's all right. Thank you anyway. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, we're going to get right into the message. I am glad that I was able to read that scripture first. And so it came from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. And so I've already read that to you. First, we want to give honor and we want to give honor to our pastor, Bishop Alfred Jackson and Lady Gladys in their absence. Amen. They shared some good news with us on the weekend, right? Our son is engaged. I don't know about anyone else. The Asuto, if you're watching, I feel some kind of way about you being old enough to get married. Oh my goodness, that bothers me. But God bless you and bless you and your engagement and your fiance. We are 
steadily praying for you. We are your church family if you're watching this morning. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So let's go on and get into this. This is going to be shorter than expected. Amen. We'll see. So we can't, the, the sermon topic for today is life is for living. Life is for living. And I asked Joshua to help me today because last weekend I took about 15, 14, 15 women on a women's retreat, and, and the retreat is called, the name of the branch that we have under House of Smalls is called Life is for Living. And that phrase came to me at a funeral, and the woman who was being funeralized was my neighbor, and she's like a mother, to, she was like a mother to me. She would when uh, Simone was a small and I was just like, oh my God, I can't, I need help. You know, the girls were in school. She would come over and get Simone, right? And let me rest and then bring her back. Or she would fix dinner for me and the family or even come over to my home and clean for me when I just didn't have the strength to do so. She gave the girls their first car, didn't ask for a payment, didn't ask for anything. So this woman was much like an on-site mother to me and Carlton. Carlton's mom is in Charleston, and of course my mom has been gone for quite some time. And so when she passed away about three, it's coming up on two, three years, the, 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 the person who preached that, that, even, that afternoon, she said that her life was one that was poured out and lived to the fullest. And she said this phrase. She said, life is meant to be lived. And that caught me, even though the phrase is a simple one, it caught me because I said, yes, our lives are meant to be lived. And if we don't understand what living really means, there is a great possibility that you're not living a good life. So in order to live a life that is full, not a selfish life, not a life that's just consumed with your wants and what your, need, and what your needs are, our lives have to be lived comprehensively that all parts of you, mind, body, soul, spirit, is being satisfied and the people that you come in contact with are impacted. That's a full life. The person who is in Jesus Christ, your full life is not just you. It is everyone that you impact. Everyone that you come in contact with should get a glimpse of what living life should look like. Does that make sense? So when you're in Myrtle Beach and you're at the boardwalk with all of the girls from the Life is for Living retreat and you're dancing and you're singing, I'm sorry, pastor, I'm going to, this is how we do it. And you're just, you're, and it's just a fun party song, pastor, if you're listening. And it's just a fun, it's just a song that talks about dancing and having fun. Nothing crazy, sir. Just wanted to make sure. 
So when you're on the boardwalk with your friends and they have been liberated and you've done sessions and they feel free to out loud dance in front of everyone and in the back of the camera, in the view, you see someone dancing with you, you have made an impact on somebody's life. It may have just been dancing, but that person probably walked away saying, man, they're having a good time. It's in, it is living life when you're checking out of the condo that you and your, and your squad stayed in in the week. And the woman is waiting there to clean the condo that you guys are exiting. She's standing there. And while everyone is pulling everything out of the, out of the uh, condo, you make your way over to her and start making conversation. General conversation. How do you like your job? She loves her job. She loves what she does. She loved what she, what she does and she, she thanks God for it. And as she's there, you can tell something is going on inside of her. And before you leave, you say, so and so, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I would like to pray for you. Is it okay? And she says, yes. And by the time the prayer is over, she's hugging you and crying and saying, I needed that. That is living life. It does something to you when you give to someone else. Living a full life not only encompasses your home. And my home is full right now of people whose last name is not Smalls. <laughs> But I'm glad about it because our life, the house of smalls, is impacting the lives of those people who are there. That is a living life. You are pouring. As you are pouring out, God is pouring in. Life is for living. Now, you may not know if you're living a full life if you're disconnected to the rhythm of God. And I know it probably always sounds as if I preach about this, but this is my mantra because my heart is for worship and relationship and connection to God. I asked um, both Carlton and Joshua, and Carlton, I'll just use Joshua for right now. I want to teach you a musical term. And whenever you think of this term, I want it to bring back to your remembrance, life is for living. The name of the term is obstinato. It's an Italian word, O-B-S-T-I-N-A-D-O. And what does it mean? It means a persistent rhythm that may be the melody or the bass in the song that serves as the foundation of the total song, obstinato. And usually in a song, when it's a rhythmic idea, and that's why I'm going to use Joshua, the bass line or the drum, the percussion, keeps the rhythm so that everything else hinges inside that structure. That makes sense? So you have different types of tempos in music. You have 4-4, four, four, you have three, four, I'm going to name just a few. You have two, four, you have uh, six, eight. 
And you also can mix and match some of those temples. I'm going to have Joshua to let you hear what a four-fourth temple sounds like, a three-fourth temple sounds like, and maybe a two-fourth or maybe a six-eighth if you feel like you want to do that. And temples, simply what it is, family, is the number of beats within a measure. In a four-fourth in a 4-4 temple, there are four beats to each measure. In a 3-4 temple, there are three beats to each measure. So in a 2-4 temple, how many beats are in that measure? Very good. Let's hear Joshua give us a 4-4 beat. Mm -hmm. He doing the four. One, two, three, four, one. Oh, I'm sorry. Here it is. I'm sorry. It's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, and stop. Very good. Three fourth tempo. What does it sound like, Joshua? One, two, three, 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 one, two, and stop. Very good. You want to do two fourth or six eighth? Let's do two fourth. You want to do six eighth? Okay, he's going to do us. This is a little tricky, okay? So he wants to do six eighth. Let's do it, brother. Oh, goodness, we got anything in that temple in a long time. So those beats that Joshua showed you, and I still need you, Josh, are temples. They keep the beat. They form the structure of the song. If you are clapping in a four-fourth beat, you have to make sure that you're not doing a three-fourth rhythm, right? If you're clapping in a three-fourth rhythm, you cannot clap in a six-eighth rhythm. So this is what I want to share with you today. Obstinado is for your life. God is the one who starts, maintains, and completes your rhythm. It is God. So this is what I want you to do as an application. And Joshua played, I want you to do 4-4 four, four tempo. And you can join us online, Facebook and YouTube, however we are coming to you live, okay? I want you to clap Within the temple, not just one, two, three, four, but I want you to be individual. I want you to be an individual called out and peculiar, yet staying within the rhythm. I need you to be called out, peculiar, while doing what? Staying within the rhythm. Okay, now I want you to clap because I want to be able to hear what you're doing. If you find somebody that's off rhythm and they just can't seem to get it, I'm thinking of Minister McFadden, but he might surprise me. Yvonne, help your husband, just in case. 
It might not be him. He might, he might outdo all of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> just playing. All right, so Josh is going to provide the obstinato. And you are going to break off peculiar and called out with your own clap style. But you must stay within the tempo. I'm listening. We're going to let Joshua start. And it's to be a clap so I can hear. All right? Joshua, give us a beat. Give me a beat. Very good. Obstinato. Someone repeat the word with me. Obstinato. It is the persistent beat like Joshua's doing. Thank you, Joshua. Give him a hand clap. That's right. Thank you. Or it can be a melody or that ditty, which is a short song, that always seems to stick with you wherever you go. I wanted to bring this to your attention today because I thought it was important for you to know that God has created each one of, of us to be able to hone in on his obstinato while we branch out into our own peculiarity. Does that make sense? And if you are unable to find the rhythm, the more you stay in God, the better you become. So I want to say this to you. Let me give you a little exegesis on the scripture. I am doing this completely from memory. Praise the Lord, Steve. Amen. Praise God. Ezekiel chapter 37 is a very hopeful chapter. In the previous chapters, Israel was taken captive by Babylon. Actually, first it was Assyria, then Babylon went in twice. And when that happened, and do you know why? It happened because Israel fell into idolatry. They began to forget God. They no longer can, they, they made the choice to forget and not recognize the obstinato or the rhythm or the temple, temple of God. The practices that God implemented for them to stay in obstinato, they began to throw away. Everything else began to be more, uh, um, began to become more of a distraction and they began to become more acquainted. And as a result of them pulling out of the rhythm of God, 
God is a God of justice and the consequences had to come. And God told them that you are going to be taken away. And, and Nebuchadnezzar took the best away and left this. Oh, I thought my computer started talking. You know what? I ain't even going to use you now. Now you're talking. <laughs> oh, my. You know, God knows all. He, he took the best of the best out of Judah. And as a result, the poorest of the poor were left. And so as a result, the nation was no more operating in the rhythm of God. But God, in his mercy and in his love and in his graciousness, gave them a word of hope. He did. And we find it here in Ezekiel chapter 37. God talks to the prophet of God. And he says, I want you to go to this valley. And now I'm paraphrasing. And I want you to look at this valley of dead or dry bones. Being that these bones are there, that means that they were once alive. God took him to a place where the bones were sucked and leached from all of the, their vitality. All of their vigor was gone. And he looked at them and he looked at them. The prophet did, Ezekiel. And God poses a question. Yeah, can these, come on up here and preach for me, brother. Can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel gave a very smart answer. Only you know. <laughs> because if I say yes, I might not be saying the right thing. If I say no, I might not be saying the right thing. God, sovereign God who knows all things. Only you know. Only you know. So my word in a nutshell for you today is that live. The decision has to be made to live. God tells Ezekiel to prophesy over the bones, right? And so what happens is that a wind came and the bones began to stand up, be connected first, stand on their own, tendons and sinews begin to join back together the flesh and then the skin covering the flesh but yet still they were standing and still dead I want to say to you family today God wants to blow his breath back in you so that you can once again be reconnected, revitalized, restored to his temple. Sometimes we come to church, sometimes we do all the right things, but we have no breath. There is a Hebrew word, and, 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 and Trevor says it so well, ruach. <laughs> it means the wind of God. I say today, family, and those who are on social media, today you need the wind of God to get you back in cadence with him. You've been living life lifeless for too long. We are in the season right now, another couple of weeks, we will be experienced or experiencing or rather celebrating Pentecost. 
The day when the presence of God fell upon the 120 and those who were around began to say, what the world is going on? Today is the day that you need God to give you his wind again. Now, how do we no longer, how is it possible for a person who loves the Lord, who comes to church, who accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, who does all the right things, who reads the Bible, who prays every day, how can that person lose the wind of God? Life. Sin. And your movement away from what is true. Yeah. That's what Israel did. And God had to, give, had to give them consequences. But once again, in his love and compassion, he gives them a word of comfort. The dry bones that were once dead, now he has spoken and told Ezekiel, now that these bones are standing, I need you to prophesy to the four winds and call the wind of God to breathe life back into my people and let my people know that it is I, the sovereign God, who has called you out of your grave and has once again given you life. And your life is to be lived. And your life is for living. It is not to be confused with deadness, those things that hold you back. If you have to fight for your life, fight for your life. This was not going to take my life from me today. It wasn't. It could be something as simple as this, and perhaps the Lord allowed it to be so to see if I will walk in the word that I'm talking about today. The stealing of life has many different forms. I can't tell you what it is for you. I'm going to give you 10 seconds right now. What is leeching the life out of you? Online, what is leeching the very life out of you? You know what it is. And when there is no life, there is chaos. It even begins to show up in your physical body, headaches, blood pressure, anxiety, all, you know, you know, you know, you know, depression. I know they're, they're clinical. Those, those are some clinical things I've said, but we can put our foot forward in some of this stuff and fight for our life. Are you willing? Are you willing to live a life to its fullest again? Guess what? The power and the presence of the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you is calling you today back to obstinato. Somebody say obstinato. The persistent rhythm of God, his cadence, his tempo, what he says, how he says it, what he says for you to do. And he's going to help you if you desire the help. You know, we like to declare and decree over lives a whole lot. But my declaring and decreeing won't mean nothing if you don't make the decision to live. Does that make sense? I can call everybody up here today. And I can lay hands and my hands could be greasy. I can put little crosses on all of y'all heads today. 
But until you make the decision that my life is worth living and you make the decision to turn, you are still going to walk in this place. I'm just telling you what I heard the Lord say. Sometimes you're going to have to tell yourself or somebody else, no, because it's leeching the life out of me. Sometimes you're going to have to go on the porch and pull yourself out of the environment that's leeching the life and say, not right now. Uh-uh. No, no. Until you find that obstinado of God again and you're able to connect back to his tempo, his rhythm, and you get the strength that you need to get back into that situation and not become a part of it, but then change it. We change situations when we connect to the obstinado of God. He's divine. We are the branches. He feeds us. He leads us like a shepherd. Yes, he does. And so my friends online and family, everyone here today, it is time. It is time. We're celebrating, as I mentioned before, the uh, Pentecost coming up on the last Sunday in this month. Don't wait until the last Sunday for this breath of God to breathe back on, on you. You can do it today to now, today, right now. You can do it in your home. You can do it in your kitchen. All you got to do is surrender your life to God again and say, God, I am lifeless and I need you to breathe on me once again. Spirit of God, fall on me fresh that's what we need yes sir am I making sense yes yes your life is no longer your own and you are wonderfully and, and fearfully created in the likeness and in the image of God God is the one at the very beginning of time that says let there be light and it was so and God was the one Jesus said in John 16 he says that you know I'm, you don't, you're not going to understand everything I'm saying but the comforter I have to go away so that the advocate can come the comforter will teach you all things the things that I was not able to share with you the comforter is going to let you know what you need to do when you need to do it because when he comes he will teach you and lead you and guide you into truth and even when you experience trouble because trouble was going to come to the people of God because when when Jesus when he left and when he spent time with them for those 40 days and then he left to put to be at the right hand of the father and then on the day of Pentecost and when all of that took place the church began to be persecuted and they remain in God's obstinato. That's what he wants for us. He's wonderful. And he loves us so much that he brings a message to us today to tell you to live. I'm done. Let's stand. <laughs> I know y'all are saying clap. <laughs> I know why. You know. Someone, emailed, someone called me this morning on the way to church. And he said, I'm praying for you. He says, may the word come to you with both ease and joy. 
I'm learning this here, all of this here rigmarole helped me today. The joy part, I'm not unjoyful when I bring the word, I'm just anxious. You understand what I'm saying? So I have made a decision to live life when I preach, to preach with ease. And I will embrace the joy of it because I like to see people transformed. I do. So today, if you've been off rhythm just a tad in your life and you need to get back in lockstep with God Almighty, there's no shame in it. Nah, man, no. At the, at the women's retreat, I wish I, can, I can't share our sessions with you because that's absolutely intimate and private. But I, I can share this with you. I picked up a, um, what do you call it? Thank you. <laughs> a shell off the beach. Peppa picked up one too, but hers was beautiful. She described it to me. She said, this is the perfect shell. And usually on the beach, that's, that's what you're looking for. Let's see if we can find in all of these grains of sand the perfect shell. And she happened to found it. But my foot ran across a shell that was absolutely beautiful to me. And I picked it up. And Pepper said it looked like more so of an, it was an, it was an oyster shell with, it was a, full of ridges and bumps and bruises and it was chipped and on the inside it was smoother and in my eyes it was one of the most beautiful shells I've ever touched in my life. So to one of the women the Lord says that this woman feels that she is not worth it because of the trauma that she experienced in her life and her view of what she thought she looked like. So the Lord said, give this woman this shell. Have her to close her eyes and feel it. And she did. And I ministered to her prophetically. I said, the Lord says that, and I say this to you prophetically, I hear the Lord say to his people that you may feel that you're rough and beyond restoration. But the spirit of the Lord says that you have been fashioned just the way he designed you. Yes, there are things that you need to do to turn back and get back into my rhythm. And I will help you when you surrender yourself to me. But the way you have been created, you're beautiful to me in all of your flaws. Let me help you put down your pride Put down the attitude. Let me help you get back in step with me. If there's anyone today 
that needs to be back in step with God to feel again his, what's the word? Obstinato. Come to the front and let me pray for you. You that are online, I'm going to pray for you as well. Oh, the Lord loves you now. There's no doubt about that. And you are going to be sure to know that it is the Lord that's bringing you back into lockstep with him. Follow him. Follow him forward. Even as my hu husband is playing that song. Yes. Follow him forward. He will make everything new in your life. But remember, it's a process. Remember when Ezekiel prophesied to the valley of those dry and dead bones what happened the bones got together first then there were the sinews and the tendons they came on next right process right then it was what the muscles and the flesh came on and then the skin that covers the flesh let God process in your life it's not magical, right? Let him start the process to revitalize your life so that you can live again. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Lift your hands as an act of surrender. And I'm going to pray. And not let it just be an act. Tell the Lord, make me new again. Just make me new again, Father. I have not been stable here. I've picked up idols. I've, I've done everything to do this thing my own way. Let's put them down today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your people. And I thank you, Lord God, for those who have identified that they need to be reconnected to your rhythm, to your beat, to your tempo to your obstinado. And so, Father, they have openly made a decision to turn towards you and move forward. So, Father, I pray that when the enemy tries to pull them back in that lifeless life, that you will remind them of obstinado. And you will turn them around and their faces will face the sun as we did on the beach. And we will walk forward and not stop. Father, let your wind rattle their bones, connecting the sinews, the tissues, and the tendons again, flesh again, cover them once again. Oh, Father, we give your name glory and honor and praise, and we thank you for the testimony and the praise reports. And Father, let us be helpers to those who need help, who may be a little off rhythm, and we see that they are Father, let us come up beside them and show them how to get in step without judgment, without condemnation, 
but correcting them in grace and in love and showing your mercy because you were merciful to me. <laughs> Show us how to be merciful and gracious to others as they are coming along. I apply the blood of Jesus to every life and I cancel every plot of the enemy against this change and this transformation. Satan, you would no longer be the leader inside of their rhythm. We declare and made the decision that it is God and God alone. In Jesus' name, can you say in Jesus' name with me? Can you type out on the screen in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. If you came up, be seated. Amen. Now I want to offer an invitation to someone who's just never had life. You've never experienced Jesus Christ. You, don't, you, were, you didn't even know that there was a rhythm to be connected to. I offer Christ to you today. Jesus Christ came to this earth and became a living sacrifice to save you from your sin. And the only way he could do it was to shed his precious blood. It wasn't the blood of man. It was the blood of very God. It was only the blood of Jesus that can purchase you out of sin. So if you don't know him today, I offer Christ to you. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. If that's you in here, we want you to lift your hand and uh, someone go that knows the Lord. Just, just be with them. I think everyone in here probably knows the Lord. But if you're online, you know, put the thumbs up or the raise your hand symbol so that we can see that you knew, that you know that you need Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm trying to interact as best as I know how with Facebook and social media. We want you to be as interactive as you can. And we'll get back with you. So I'm going to pray for you. And pray for me, okay? I'm going to pray, and you pray what I pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your life and for coming to this earth to give me life. Today, I come believing that you are the Son of God and that you died for my sin, purchasing me out of the hand of the enemy. You, God, are my savior. Here is my life. I surrender all. Jesus, you are the son of the living God. And I believe that you were raised on the third day from the grave. And now that you are, now you are seated at the right hand of the Father, forever making intercession for me. And so I give you my life. I give you my will in exchange for yours. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to 
help further this cause. We're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.